1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to EnergyX Renewable Energy's 2021 fourth quarter and year-end results conference call and webcast. Bienvenue à la conférence téléphonique et à la webdiffusion des résultats du quatrième trimestre et l'exercice 2021 d'Enegex Energy Renouvelable. At this time, all participants on the phone and internet are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question-and-answer session for analysts and institutional investors and instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has any difficulties hearing the conference, please press star followed by zero for operator assistance at any time. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded. I will now turn the conference over to Ms. Karine Vachon, Senior Director of Communications, please go ahead.
2: Thank you. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'd like to specify that this conference will be held in English. Members of the media are invited to ask their questions by phone after this call. A presentation supporting today's discussion is available as we speak on the homepage of our website at www.innerjex.com. This call contains forward looking statements within the meaning of applicable securities laws. Although the corporation believes that the expectations and assumptions on which forward looking statements are based are reasonable under the current circumstances, Listeners are cautioned not to rely unduly on these forward-looking statements, as no assurance can be given that it will prove to be correct. Forward-looking information contained herein is made as at the date of this call, and the Corporation does not undertake any obligation to update or revise any forward-looking information, whether as a result of events or circumstances occurring after the death hereof, unless so required by law. During this call, we will refer to financial measures, that are not recognized according to international financial reporting standards. Please refer to the non-EFRS section of the MDNA for more information. Our speakers today will be Mr. Jean-Francois, Chief Financial Officer, who will present Q4 and year-end results, and Mr. Michel Etier, President and Chief Executive Officer, who will review our operational highlights. I now turn the conference over to Mr. Haneau.
3: Thank you, Karine. Hello everyone. First I would like to start with a commentary on the Corporation's 2021 guidance achievement. The Corporation has exceeded its 2021 revenues, adjusted EBITDA, and adjusted EBITDA proportionate targets. These targets were primarily exceeded due to the ELIMA, Curtis Palmer, and Leiken acquisitions, as well as higher-than-anticipated contribution from our recently commissioned facilities. Before continuing further, I would like to remind everyone that when specified, normalized figures exclude the impact of the 2021 February Texas events. This terminology will be used throughout this presentation. My overview will therefore focus on key variances and highlights on a normalized Basis, thus, excluding the impact of this event. As shown on slide 6, the corporation financial performance posted growth in 2021 compared to 2020. Production was up 12% at 9,055 gigawatt hours. Revenues were up 13% at $692.2 million. And finally, adjusted EBDA reached million, which represents a 12% increase. Moving on to slide 7, on a proportionate basis, the corporation's financial performance posted low- to mid-single-digit growth for the year 2021 over 2020. Production proportionate was up 3% at 9,853 gigawatt-hours, Revenues proportionate were up 5% at $817.9 million, and finally, also on a normalized basis, adjusted EBDA proportionate reached $578.5 million, which represents a 3% increase. Continuing on slide 8, the corporation revenues for the year were up 22% at $747.2 million, compared with the same period last year. The hydro segment generated a $48.2 million increase, which was mainly attributable to higher production at most of the facilities in BC. The Curtis Palmer acquisition, as well as the acquisition of the remaining 50% interest in Elima. Now included in the corporation's consolidated revenues. These favorable items were partly offset by a lower contribution from some hydro facilities in Quebec due to the combined effect of lower production and lower selling prices from the recently renewed PPA. The wind segment decreased slightly by $0.8 million due to lower production from the wind facilities in Quebec and France, as well as a lower contribution from the Fort City facility. These items were largely offset by the first full year of contribution from the Montaigne acquisition and the commissioning of the Griffin Trail wind facility. The solar segment generated a $31 million increase in revenues primarily due to the Hillcrest facility commissioning, including liquidated damage received from the Hillcrest EPC contractor for commissioning delays, higher selling prices at the Salvador facility combined with its first full-year contribution, as well as the acquisition of the remaining 50 percent interest in ILAIMA. These items were partly offset by lower revenues at the Phoebe Solar Facility, due to higher air cut curtailment, as well as lower irradiation, despite higher average selling prices. Continuing on slide 9, for the year ended December 31, 2021, operating, general administrative, and prospective project expenses were up by $30.5 million, or 16%, compared with 2020. The hydro segment recorded a $9.6 million increase, mostly due to the acquisitions of Curtis Palmer and the Chilean facilities. The $3.1 million increase in the wind segment is attributable to the first full-year impact of the Montaner acquisition and the commissioning of the Griffin Trail facility. These items were partly offset by non-recurring expenses at Ford City facility in the same period last year. The $5.3 million increase in the solar segment is explained by the acquisitions of the Chilean facility and the commissioning of Ilcrest facility. Finally, the corporate activities recorded a $12.4 million increase, mostly explained by higher prospective projects expense. Moving on to slide 10, as, as a result of the explanations in the previous slides, the adjusted EBITDA proportionate was 20% higher at $673.7 million for the year ended December 31, 2021, compared with the previous year. This increase was, what was partly offset by a lower share of contribution from joint ventures and a lower share of contribution from the production tax credits. Both variants were due to the classification of Shannon and Flat Top Facilities as assets held for sale following the Texas events. On that note, I would like to remind you that the corporation completed the sale of its 51% interest in the Flat Top Facility on December 28, 2021. Moving on to the next slide. Interjects recorded a net loss of $185.4 million for the year ended December 31, 2021, compared with a net loss of $29 million in 2020. The variance was mainly due to the unparable impact from the 2021 February uh, Texas event and the recognition of impairment charges relating primarily to the Flat Top and Shannon joint ventures. These items were partly offset by the favorable operating segment's performance, as previously explained. Continuing on the next slide, the long-term debt as of December 31st was up $110.6 million compared to the previous year. The increase in long-term debt is related largely to the debt assuming the ELIMA and Likin acquisitions, the net draw made towards the construction of Hillcrest and Griffin Trail. This increase was partly offset by the proceeds received from the public offering of common share and the Hydro-Quebec private placements applied against the Revolver Credit Facility. Continuing on slide 13, the increase in total assets results largely from the Elima, Malikan and Curtis Palmer acquisitions and the commissioning of the Hillcrest Solar and Griffin Trail facilities. This increase was partly offset by An impairment charge related to the Phoebe solar facility, the share of loss in joint ventures stemming from the February 21, Texas event, the impairment loss at the Shannon and Flat Top facilities, as well as depreciation and amortization. Additionally, Energex has acquired the remaining 50% interest in ELIMA, which triggered consolidation and concurrently reduces the investment in joint ventures. The decrease in total liability relates mainly to a favorable mark-to-market change in our interest rate swap, partially offset by the increase in long-term debt as explained in the previous slide. Finally, the increase in equity attributable to owners is mainly due to the share issues related to the ELIMA acquisitions, the public offering and concurrent Hydro-Québec private placements, as well as the investment made by Hydro-Québec in the Curtis Palmer acquisition. These items were partly offset by total comprehensive loss attributable to owners of the parent and dividend declared. Moving on to the next slide, the cash flow from operating activities totaled $82.6 million, which represents a $47.5 million increase compared to the same period last year. This increase is mainly due to Eli marley and Curtis Palmer acquisitions, the incremental contribution from Hillcrest and Griffin Trail Facility Commission in 2021, as well as the first full-year impact of the 2020 Montaner and Salvador acquisitions. These items have also favorably impacted free cash flow, which amounted to $108.1 million versus $93.3 million in 2020. This increase in free cash flow was partly offset by an increase in debt principal repayments stemming from the ELIMA acquisition, the start-of-debt repayments from Upper and Boulder Creek project loans, and increase in free cash flow attributed to non-controlling interest related both to the Curtis Palmer and Montaner acquisitions. The $14.8 million free cash flow total increase versus 2020 resulted in a 13 percentage point improvement to our payout ratio, which amounted to 122% in 2021 compared with 135% in 2020. When excluding prospective project expenses of $27.4 million dollars, Compared to $16.7 million last year, the adjusted pre-cash loss stood at $135.5 million versus $110 million in 2020. And the adjusted payout ratio consequently reached 98% compared to 114% last year. Before I conclude, I would like to remind you that on February the 22nd, on this year, Inerjex has completed its previously announced bought deal equity financing of common shares. The corporation issued an aggregate of 9.72 million common shares, from which 1.28 million common shares were issued through the full exercise of the over allotment option for an aggregate gross proceeds of 172.5 million dollars. To maintain Hydro Quebec's proportionate ownership, a total of 2.1 million common shares were additionally issued for aggregate gross proceeds of $37.3 million. The net proceeds of this offering will be used to fund the closing acquisition of IELA. On that note, I will give the floor to Michel for the operational review
4: of the past year. Thank you. Thank you, Jean-François, and uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, I guess uh, last night was a, a late night for a lot of us, uh, fairly disturbing activities in, in Europe. Uh, <clears throat> I won't comment too much on it, but I'm sure that uh, a lot of you are focused uh, on what uh, is unfolding uh, today and will have some repercussion around the economy in the next uh, few, um, few weeks and months uh, ahead. So disturbing uh, time. So thanks to be with us uh, this morning. Um, I'd like to uh, cover a little bit of our activities during the last 12 years, uh, not 12 years, 12 months uh, um, this morning, and also commenting on our advancement uh, versus uh, last year in terms of development and prospective activities. And we'll uh, also uh, give you the uh, forecast for 2022 and just confirming also our long-term strategy for 2025. So uh, busy year in 2021, uh, guys. We've been very active both in terms of acquisition and also uh, construction and advancement on our development uh, portfolio. Uh, In acquisition, we completed it in 2021. If we remember the uh, 50% acquisition of the remaining 50% acquisition of a uh, YAIMA in Chile. Uh, that was uh, useful for us in the sense that uh, it provided us a, a, a clear uh, way for us to use this uh, platform to uh, expand our activities in Chile. Uh, remember, we like Chile for a few reasons. It's a stable country, uh, it has very aggressive policy towards uh, decarbonizing their economy. And uh, we think that uh, uh, renewable energy will have a nice uh, uh, growth uh, pattern. We think that also the, the pricing will be um, for electricity will be strong. And that's why we, uh, we want to deploy some of our resources in Chile. Uh, we acquired during 2021 uh, the Leakin Hydro Facility. Not a big one, 18 megawatt, but again, with uh, some storage for four or five hours. Uh, during the day, so we like that uh, profile. Remember that our Duqueco facility does have the same uh, uh, capacity to move some of the, of the electrons during the day to the evening. I think this is paramount to be successful in Chile, being able to move uh, the electricity from the sun hour to the evening or during the uh, the night. Uh, very also very happy to have been able to conclude our first transaction with Hydro Quebec, with the Curtis Palmer two acquisition in New York State, that's the first one, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to um, uh, to take advantage of this uh, uh, partnership that we have with Hydro Quebec. Uh, very happy with uh, so far with this acquisition; it has been uh, uh, over uh, 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 produced uh, over the uh, the first few months, so very happy on, on that one. Commissioning activities. Not a big uh, project, but nonetheless, our first uh, s- uh, construction in, uh, that we had initiated ourselves in France, uh, so EON2, a 7-megawatt facility that we have put uh, in service. Full commissioning of Griffin Trail uh, in Texas, 225 megawatt of wind. Uh, very happy on that structure, and uh, so far it's producing uh, over the expectation uh, uh, during the 2021, as uh, Jean-Francois said. Uh same, uh, same, uh same activities also for the full commissioning of Yelcrest, 200 megawatt in Ohio, uh, with a long-term uh, corporate PPA. So pretty happy to have put more than 400 megawatt of uh, uh, renewable energy in 2021 from our construction activities. Um, we also have been busy in advancing Ali Kuei in uh, Hawaii, uh, construction that started uh, last, uh, last fall. So far, it's going as, um, as we uh, expected. Uh, Inavik uh, in the north of Quebec is also advancing well. Uh, we may have a, a few months of delay, depending on how fast we can come back in the spring to uh, start the construction. The um, uh, COVID has been uh, pretty bad in the north of Quebec, so we're watching this. But uh, I think by the time spring comes, we, we should be OK to go back uh, uh, starting the construction. Our so 9 megawatt storage in France is advancing well. We're hoping to uh, be in operation by mid-March uh, and uh, be able to take advantage of the high, very high uh, volatility in price uh, for electricity in France. One thing that I'm very happy also uh, is the development activities that we have seen. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm asking you to look at the, our um, uh, MDNA in the table where we are showing our uh, updated uh, numbers of projects there. Uh, of course, we have the uh, project in Hawaii that are advancing. We had a little bit of a setback in Pio. Uh A judge, uh, local judge uh, uh, agreed uh, with uh, a local group of um, people that wanted to contest the uh, permitting. Um, it's, uh, it's a setback. We are going to take a bit of time to uh, analyze that uh, that uh, court case, but I think that something has been positive in uh, in that area is the fact that uh, some of our peers have been successful in coming back to the PUC and uh, asking price increases uh, in um, in their uh, PPA rate. So we have been taking very good note. Of this, and will be uh, uh, act uh, accordingly. I think that uh, what has we what we have seen in the last uh, year or so uh, regarding the uh, inflation on cost have not have not been lost in terms of uh, being noticed by the PUC and their favorable um, uh, support of some increases in uh, PPA for uh, some of our competitors. Uh, seem to be a good window of opportunity for us to uh, take advantage of this uh, this view. So uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you appraised on the development on that side. But I, I find it uh, interesting uh, that uh, the PUC are open to uh, revise the PPA pricing. Uh, big uh, big news. Uh, not not a big project, but uh, nonetheless a very interesting project. Oxy uh, in France. Uh, a 30-megawatt uh, project that uh, we just got yesterday, actually, uh, the confirmation that we have won a PPA in France. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good news. This is uh, coming from our greenfield project. As you uh, know, we, we have been working pretty hard in the last five years to develop our own greenfield project in France. Uh, this is a good uh, example of what we, uh, we'd like to do. And repeat again, uh, I think that the, the the team in France is now well-established and we have a pipeline of projects that hopefully will be able to uh, bring something around uh, one or two projects uh, like uh, Oxy-Boiregnier. So very proud of the team in France to have been able to bring this and uh, we are hoping to have that project being in service in uh, 2024 with a very advantage uh, PPA pricing and I think that... Uh, this project will uh, will contribute uh, uh, marginally, but uh, nonetheless, I think uh, those projects in France, as we said, they're not big and they're very long to develop. But once you have a good PP, they're fairly profitable. So we're very happy to have uh, Oxy Renier being now moved into our uh, advanced project and, and being a P well a PUD uh, development project. Uh, same thing going back to uh, the United States, a big project, actually. Uh, you heard us talking a little bit about Boswell. That's a 30, uh, 332 megawatt facility. Uh, we're getting very, uh, very close to the final um, negotiation in terms of uh, finalizing the PPA with, uh, with PAC. Uh, we are uh, very, very advanced in, in all the permitting, so this project is getting to be ready to build. Uh, we are securing also all the supplier and have updated the, all the numbers for the. And it's still a uh, a financial a creative project that we like. Uh, remember, that's a 30 years uh, PPA with Pac, uh, and it's a bus bar PPA take or pay uh, type of PPA. So we're pretty happy to bring you uh, uh, Boswell into our development uh, project. Palomino, on the same uh, line of thought, has advanced also as a development project for us. That's a 200-megawatt solar project very close to Hillcrest, so we know the place. We have uh, now secured the solar panel also for that project, so we know the cost. We have advised uh, our existing term sheet uh, uh, PPA uh, owner that uh, uh, a revised price was, uh, was, uh, was asked, they are uh, taking their option, but in the meantime, uh, if they're not selecting to uh, to continue, we are going to be um, looking for more uh, for another uh, potential uh, uh, PPA off taker. But the market is very very strong out there. Uh, we have indication that uh, it would not be an issue, and we would actually have a very uh, good uh, economics coming out of the, that project. So we're very happy to advanced uh, also Palomino. And uh, in uh, Chile, Frontera, uh, you know that we have this project uh, very advanced in terms of, uh, of uh, permitting. We're waiting for the right time to, uh, to have a PPA offtaker to start the construction. Um, and uh, that would uh, cover our development activities. Now switching on page 21 on the prospective project, uh again there we have made some tremendous advancement on that uh, on that side uh very happy to report that uh, a lot of uh the uh european or French uh, projects project have been advancing uh we have also secured a sixty megawatt solar uh in france with uh, which is not well it's not huge but for for france it's pretty big sixty megawatts so very uh, very happy to have that project uh on the uh on the advanced uh, stage. Also, as we mentioned, our portfolio of projects is advancing also in France. Um, interesting. Also, uh, we have advanced in Wyoming with a 400 megawatt uh, wind project that uh, is actually on our weight, uh, on our uh, transmission line from um, uh, from Boswell. Uh, our line is actually uh, crossing this uh, this wind farm, so it was a great way to access uh, and finalize our w- right-of-way to um, interconnect Boswell. And in the meantime, we had had up uh, 400 megawatts of very good uh, wind resources that could be eventually put into the uh, future PAC uh, RFP. PAC is coming this year with uh, a very uh, strong RFP, uh, so we have the intention to look into uh, this RFP and this potential project can do this. Uh, remember also that we have quite a bit of uh, solar uh, in the northwest uh, ready also to answer future RFP from PAC and other uh, uh, utility in that region. Northwest of the uh, uh, United States will be very active in the next uh, uh, months and, and years in order to uh, uh, have and secure uh, supply for renewable energy. So, as you know, we're very well uh, positioned with more than a thousand megawatts of both wind and solar to answer these uh, future RFPs. Also, very uh, very happy to report that uh, a battery uh, project has been uh, put forward in advanced stage. This is uh, for Chile. Uh, that would be a 50 megawatt uh, capacity with five hours of storage. Uh, the f- perfect sweet spot for uh, Chile uh, product. Uh, Chile has brought a new uh, policy to uh, recognize capacity payment for battery. so uh, we intend to take advantage of this uh, fairly uh, supportive uh, uh, new policy to have uh, battery being installed in the north of Chile. I think this is, is going to be a uh, profitable and uh, very quick to uh, deploy the, the project. so we'll, uh, we'll keep you appraised also on the advancement of this in the Q1 uh, call. Uh, uh, of course, in the subsequent event, uh, you all uh, have uh, looked at our uh, acquisition of AILA uh, in our acquisition of Sant in Chile, uh, quite a bit of, um, of a new capacity being installed in Chile, but the acquisition of AILA as we said, is very complementary on our strategy. Uh, both uh, on our payout ratio, it's going to increase our payout rate, not increase, it's going to increase the cash-on-cash cash and reduce our payout uh, ratio, and I think it's, uh, it's sustainable and it's also uh, going to grow, uh, as you know, as more capacity or, or energy is sold under the PPA, uh, the profitability of that portfolio will increase. Uh, diversification through technology will help also in uh, location in chile uh, the 50 megawatt uh, San Andreas acquisition the uh, solar project is also a good add-on is and uh, potentially also a candidate to have uh, battery being installed we bought these uh, solar uh, uh that solar plant at a very deep discount we think that adding battery to this would make it uh, a very uh uh, a very good um, uh, project with uh, pretty low cost to um, uh, to, to have electricity uh, being available available in the evening and also it's it's going to help to put that portfolio in in a position to sign long-term PPA there's RFP coming in Chile there's the uh, what they, they call it the disco but there's uh, also a lot of contracts with corporate uh, industry in, um, in Chile that are becoming uh, uh, due in terms of uh, their PPA expiration. So we'll be looking to have also uh, to answer a lot of uh, those future calls for corporate need. Uh, our growth target now, if we're on page 23, uh, for 2022, we're giving you there Uh, our forecast for the uh, year 2022. Just make sure that everybody understands this does not include uh, our acquisition of AILA. Uh, We will uh, keep you appraised on uh, when we close, just by being a little bit conservative. We have not closed this transaction, so as soon as we close, we'll give you the the new update for 2022 uh, uh, guidance. Uh, but in general, remember that we have uh, forecasts on a 12-month uh, run rate about $85 million of gross uh, uh, revenue and uh, roughly $56 million of uh, EBITDA on a run rate uh, basis. So obviously you can add those numbers to these uh, targets um, just for uh, your uh, sensitivity uh, analysis. But very proud to show that uh, in terms of production, we're forecasting something around 18% increases, uh, revenue 16%, operating and general administrative uh, 18%, adjusted BDA 15%, and adjusted EBITDA proportionate 14%. Those numbers does not include uh, IELA for the next uh, uh, six months. So pretty proud on, uh, on this number. And of course, this is going to help reduce our payout ratio. Uh, note also that Jean-Francois has mentioned the adjusted uh, numbers for our payout ratio. I think it's important for us to stress that, that uh, we have a lot of uh, prospective expenses built in in our numbers when we uh, give the payout ratio. As far well full amortization of our project and uh, some, some uh, of our peers' are not using the same matrix to come back with a payout ratio. So just want to make sure, guys, that you understand that we put everything uh, uh, in terms of amortization and expenses in our calculation of our payout ratio. We might be a little bit conservative compared to some other matrix that the street is using uh, to, um, uh, to make those calculations available for the public. Uh, on page 24, uh, strategic plan target. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, given you those targets at the Investor Day back in, uh, in September. Uh, we're happy to uh, uh, give you this, well, reaffirm uh, these guidance, and I think that uh, you understand with the uh, advancement on our uh, project uh, development and also uh, with the success of our acquisition, namely uh, AELA, we're advancing very well on those targets. We're very confident that we will be able to meet and perhaps exceed these targets, so uh, stay tuned on our uh, ability to, um, to fulfill these. As uh, our projects are being uh, put in uh, development and in, in, uh, in construction, they will obviously contribute to uh, meet these targets. So I'm very confident that uh, these uh, targets will be meet and very uh, upbeat in terms of uh, our ability to continue our development. So on this I would open up the uh, question period.
0: Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com/goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You'll hear a tonic in your request. Your questions will be pulled in the order they are received. Please ensure you leave the handset if you're using a speakerphone before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Your first question comes from Sean Stewart with TD Securities. Please go ahead.
5: Thank you. Uh, good morning.
1: Good morning. Uh, just
5: a couple of, qu- good morning. Uh, couple of questions. On your... 2022 guidance, I know there's a lot of moving parts in that, but you're, you're guiding the EBITDA growth rates that lag revenue growth a little bit, which I suppose can imply some operating margin pressure. Any context you can give us in what's forming those uh, th- that guidance for 2022 in terms of the, uh, the EBITDA growth rates?
2: So,
3: well, so again, uh, Sean, what, what probably differs from you again, make sure you don't include any impact of the ILA acquisition on it. Uh, so that is totally, that would be uh, revised and recast at the time of the closing of the transaction. So really, the guidance on EBITDA would reflect uh, the full year of Vilcrest, Griffin Trail, uh, Lee Part of a year of San Andreas, and Rice
4: uh, and Curtis Palmer as well. So well, maybe you're referring also on our margin, but one thing is uh, is obvious is that we're spending more money in our prospective expenses. We have raised now the budget for 2022 to about 34 million dollars of uh, prospective expenses. So that's that can explain a little bit also. Uh, the fact that uh, our operating and general uh, administrative are going up versus the revenue, but this is an investment. Uh, as you know, we have uh, to put that as an expense until uh, they're becoming a development project and we can capitalize these uh, these uh, uh, investments. So, as uh, as long as they're prospective and advanced stage, we are putting these uh, uh, investment in terms of. Uh, uh, expenses in our p and l so that that might also uh, play a little bit of a role again thirty four million dollar of prospective um, investment has been uh, put in our forecast for two thousand twenty two yes yeah that, that would that would be part of it
5: um, with respect to your your development pipeline uh, michelle the the, imp- the implications you you suggested were that any capital cost inflation seemingly you're able to pass it on. To buyers given the appetite from corporate parts PPAs, can you give us a bit more context on are you, are you seeing any deceleration in, in cost pressure for, for wind and solar and uh, more thoughts on overall returns for these development projects and your ability to pass those that cost inflation on to, uh, to buyers? Well,
4: I guess, uh, Sean, this is a question that everybody has. I've been answering that question. I don't know how many times in the last uh, few months. Uh, pressure is there, obviously. There's an inflation that uh, has been building up in, into battery, uh, wind, and, and solar, tracker, what have you. Uh, what we have said to the market is that Hawaii has been – hurt in the sense that we had, uh, uh, we had signed these PPA four or, five, four or five years ago. This is where the industry is weak. Well, weak is exposed. is when you have a, a PPA that has been signed uh, and then and, and it takes time to develop them. So what we said, and they're not big in, in Hawaii, what we said is that, yes, the, um, uh, we've been hit in, in Hawaii on, on that aspect, uh, but we were not the only one. And Hawaii has a very um, uh, strong commitment for renewable energy, or, or being 100% renewable energy by 2045. They need these projects. And NGAS has uh, uh, announced some uh, some of their project to be cancelled. Uh, some uh, other uh, uh, developer have been uh, going back to the PUC to um, uh, challenge the fact that uh, these were not their uh, false, it's a little bit of a force measure system. and uh, before uh, retiring this project, they were asking for a review of PPA pricing. Uh, to our surprise and, and, and we're happy to have seen that, uh, the PUC have uh, been uh, open to this ID. Uh, so we have potentially a, an opportunity to sit down with PUC and ECO and the utility over there to renegotiate a little bit the uh, initial uh, PPA price. So that's a good news for, for us in, in, in Hawaii. Uh, Boswell, as you know, we had the opportunity to revise our pricing last year. Uh, since then, uh, one of the uh, preferred supplier had uh, proposed us a pretty FT uh, increases. We dropped them and we, we made another RFP for a new uh, supplier of turbine. We were happily, um, I wouldn't say surprised, but we were happy to see that uh, with new technology, new uh, uh, deployment of these uh, wind turbines on site, we became uh, uh, able to almost capture uh, all, all, all the return, and it was a fantastic project. Now it's a great project. So we're happy to have Boswell, Online again in 30 years, and the other other exposure we had was Palomino. Palomino, we were happy to have a opener with our off taker. We have selected to uh, to put them an increase uh, price, and they had a window of six months. They have elected to to wait for six months. Uh, it's becoming due in April, and in April we're free to market this project. In the meantime, in Ohio, solar project. Um, have not been built, and and the demand is very, very strong. So the inflation has two sides, right? It has a side on the cost uh, for us, but it also has a side on the cost of electricity. We've seen uh, price increasing all over the place. So I think that uh, this um, moment in time is good for our industry to some degree. Natural gas price has gone up, oil has gone up, uh, and project has not been built and uh and, and the ones that are getting built have now the ability to have a price negotiation that for <laughs> a change in the last four or five years we've been uh we've been on the on on the slow uh, smaller uh, piece of the stick now I think the the table is a little bit turning in our favor to be able to pass through some uh, real costs in the price of electricity uh we're seeing that in France we're seeing that in uh in, uh, in US. We're seeing that in Chile. We're seeing that in Quebec. So I think that uh, for a change, uh, renewable energy is seeing an upbeat on uh, the price of electricity going up. So inflation is a concern, but guys, inflation has two sides. It means that uh, also energy is going up, renewable energy is going up. So for new projects, we'll build whatever uh, new input that we have in terms of supply, and we'll keep our margin, and if something, we may be able to, to have better margin going forward. So I'm very upbeat. You heard me in the past being a little bit uh, conservative on, uh, on price of electricity. That has now changed towards, I think, uh, price of uh, 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 renewable energy uh, are seeing good future in, in the next few years. That's uh,
5: that's great detail. Thanks very much, Michelle. That's all I have.
4: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Rupert Mayer with National Bank. Please go ahead.
6: Hey, good morning, everyone.
4: Good morning, Rupert.
6: Just following up on on Sean's question. If we're looking at inflation, how much inflation are you baking into your operating costs? For, uh, for next year in your guidance, and are you, are you seeing some inflation in your revenues as well? How much of the uh, inflation is, is coming through uh, indexation on your contracts?
4: Uh, inflation is positive. in our operating facility, inflation is positive. One percent of inflation, uh, we would have to have an upbeat, but it's over it, it's probably close to three million dollar net cash flow for us. So inflation is good in our operation. Uh, we, uh, we have also remembered that the PTC in the U.S. are 100% inflated, right? So any project, Boswell, as an example, benefited from a 7% inflation uh, rate in, uh, last year or 6.9% inflator uh, built in. So, so Griffin Trail and Fort City, all the PTC have been indexed by 6.9% last year. So inflation for our operating uh, facility, uh, Rupert, just want to make sure that we reassure our investor will fully cover inflation in our operation is positive for us.
6: Yep. Okay, great. And then looking at the the increased uh, budget for uh, for development I- expenditures, how much of that is going to be invested in the 730 megawatts you've highlighted as advanced projects, and how much goes into the uh, the earlier stage pipeline?
4: That's the that's a tough one to I don't have all these uh, specific uh, numbers and the split but theoretically um, as project like I said when when a project becomes uh, becomes in the, in, the, in the development then it's a little bit more of a construction cost because the project is going to be uh, built so we and that's a good point right when we put it, a, a project in a development uh, we are feeling very strongly that these projects Will 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 be built and will be put in CUD. Uh, so just want to make sure that uh, you guys, when we you, when you see these these uh, move from uh, advanced stage to PUD or project under development, it's because we have a very strong uh, case that these project will be built. Um, I don't have the the full no, split. The, uh, the, the, the the way you
3: should see it, uh, Rupert is. First, that $34 million Michel uh, referred to is not including any project under development, so Boswell budget and, uh, and those projects are excluded of that, so that covers only for, for the prospective pipelines. And this is by country, I mean, overall, so we're uh, increasing the budget for, uh, for USA and France as well, so pretty much our region. Maybe beside Canada is probably stable or declining, but overall, I think we the majority of the growth of this uh, investment is in the U.S. and, and France.
4: And I, I think Rupert and uh, and, and to everybody, uh, this year and the near the the, the 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 year to come are going to be very busy. Uh, Quebec is, has now changed uh, uh, their view on their surplus; now they need energy. Uh, they have called 2 RFP's and, and it's only the beginning uh BC will eventually uh come up with uh with the numbers because they they are they're wrong in in their assumption right now the uh BC hydro has not taken into account an aggressive plan from the uh BC government to meet their um uh, their target re- reduction of uh, CO2 emission so they'll have to revise their long-term forecasts as well at the Northwest uh, in the States are very, very busy for, for future RFP. So uh, I think that that's why we think it's uh, it's prudent for us to invest in early stage project to advance uh, a lot of our prospective project in order to be ready for answering these uh, future call. Remember that these future calls will be a type of PPA that we, we like. Um, Uh, this is a concern that uh, some of you have mentioned in our exposure to merchant pricing. We all said that we like long PPA. We want to have long-term PPA, but we are mindful sometimes that timings to have these long-term PPA are very important. You're seeing what's happening, guys, in the price of electricity in France. You're seeing what's happening also in, uh, in Chile. So, we are mindful sometimes of the opportunity and the timing to secure long-term long-term PPA, and and when the time will be good, we'll secure long-term PPA also for Chile.
6: Great, thanks. And just one quick follow-up on the SG&A and inflation. Can you remind us what are your opportunities for streamlining your costs, maybe bringing some operations maintenance in-house?
4: Uh. Yes, uh, we've we've done that with uh, the project uh, MU project. Remember that uh, John went bankrupt and uh, Siemens Gamesa was uh, was charging fairly hefty price. We decided to keep that in house. Uh, anytime we have the opportunity and it seems to be more profitable to do so, we'll do it. Uh, in Aila, as an example, we have over there three layers of uh, of contract. One is asset management. It's uh, it's um, we have a window of opportunity to buy uh, or cancel these contract. We will do this, um, but when we have a, a good value uh, from the um, uh, turbine supplier and it makes sense, we 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 agree. We like to have the long-term uh, supplier to be aligned with us. So we don't like the short-term FSA from uh, let's say only five years because we don't think that the turbine supply is aligned with us. If we have 15, 20 years and they're reasonable in pricing, we feel more comfortable because then they're partner with us on a long-term basis and they have to also meet the uh, uh, availability um, uh, contract. So we, we're always looking, uh, Rupert, uh, to, to do these things. Uh, they're not huge usually uh, gain, uh, but sometimes what we like also is that we make sure that at the same cost, uh, we we think we have a better view, and and we we think we are all managing our asset on, on a better long term uh, view. So, uh, but they're not huge in terms of uh, operating savings.
6: All right, great. I'll leave it there. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Andrew Kuske with Credit Suisse. Please go ahead.
7: Thank you. Good morning. Um, Given some of your portfolio activity that you've done uh, recently in Chile, I guess maybe just a perspective on how big could you be in that market? And then as you build out, let's call them regions of influence in certain areas where you've got a concentration of assets, what kind of portfolio benefits do you have for whether contracting longer term PPAs with greater flexibility or just being able to cover off assets should there be deficiencies in production?
4: Well, we we like Chile is a little bit different. There is some uh, PPA that are the tip, typical uh, take RP, pay but usually they're fixed energy PPA. So a fixed energy PPA um, is tricky, uh, very difficult to answer these with only one facility, unless you subscribe uh, your P99 or, or or very you know a very small portion of your uh, your output. So. We like the fact that when you have different technology, uh, you have a diversification in the production during the day, during the uh, the season. So that's why we like the fact that in Chile by hi- hiding uh, uh, not hiding, but uh, hiding thank hiding. you uh, uh, when uh, we we change the profile of production. Uh, we like and we are stressing that Chile, uh, is a market where evening and uh, early mornings will be very um, uh, difficult market to, to, to meet by sun, of course. So we think that adding battery and adding a hydro facility with some, uh, some um, flexibility in moving uh, four or five hours of production during the day is very valuable. Um, so that's, that's basically it. I mean, the more uh, diversification you have, the more serious, also, the corporate off-taker will take uh, your offer. And uh, to answer your question, how big can we be, we're 60, 655 megawatts in, in Chile. That represent roughly 15% of our portfolio, uh, total portfolio. As we grow, also, in U.S., you've seen that we have quite a bit of uh, activities in, in, in the U.S. Um, and in Canada, ev- eventually. So you know, 15, 20% is something that we we feel comfortable. Uh, that can move and it can be bumpy depending on the opportunity and depending on how fast we can develop uh, also in uh, in Canada, in in uh, United States. But of course, we would not end up with 50% of our portfolio in Chile. So we we want to be uh, balanced. We we said that uh, this is uh, something that applies to the total portfolio as well. We like the diversification of location, diversification of client, diversification of a of a technology. So, um, you know, something potentially up to twenty percent uh, can be interesting. Um, you see that uh, we're forecasting to be over five thousand megawatt by two thousand twenty-five. So, can we be close to a thousand megawatt in Chile by that date? Yes, potentially. Okay,
7: that that that's very helpful. And then. Just maybe taking the Chilean example and thinking about just portfolio concentration in in certain areas, uh, obviously in the Northeast, given the legacy position in Quebec, um, how do you think about the portfolio bulking up in in really the broader Northeast and then also in the PAC Northwest, given some of your asset positions?
4: Well, we we, we like the Northeast because our partner Hydro-Quebec has a lot of of knowledge expertise and ability also to trade in in that area um but it's it's crowded eh? northeast is very crowded um so we 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 obviously want to develop there Uh, permitting is not easy in new york permitting is not easy in maine (laughs) uh, so um we 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 are uh, mindful of that we were putting some effort there and we would love to be able to be successful uh, and, and increase our presence there. We're putting more effort also on the uh, greenfield uh, development in the northeast. Um, but we were, I guess, uh, better positioned in the northwest, and we're taking advantage also. And, you know, when you can secure 25, 30 years uh, PPA in the northwest, uh, there are as good as
7: in the northeast, Right. Appreciate that. And then maybe one final one is: as you build up these regions of concentration to a greater degree, you know, it creates more simplicity of the company. But do you get tempted, or at least think about selling off portions of the portfolio to be maybe a bit more asset light?
4: Um, we would. Uh, well, I guess that uh, we also what Barlex did the, the, this announced uh, yesterday or this morning, uh, and and I think this is. A, a great, um, uh, I, I would say, uh, a, a great proof of these assets are very, very valuable. So there's always a decision to sell a portion of those to recycle the capital. That's a strategy you could do. Um, we are mindful, we're taking good note of uh, the valuation that has been done, but I want to stress the fact that investors should note also that the underlying asset of our portfolio are very valuable, and I think there's a disconnect between the, um, uh, the evaluation in the uh, stock market versus the, uh, the asset itself. Um, that will eventually, hopefully, um, be a little bit um, arbitrage over the time. Um, we are in the business of uh, being diversified, being a good uh, long-term uh, developer and create growth and, and appreciation uh, on, on our capital for uh, for the, our shareholder. We're mindful that equity is expensive, so that's why what, what we've done in Chile. If you notice, we have taken the advantage of uh, this acquisition to actually re leverage uh, our position in Chile, and and we. Uh, do you hear us? Uh... I can. Yes
3: okay, okay. so
4: so what we've done is that we we have taken the opportunity to actually put two hundred uh, over two hundred million dollar more in us dollar in in leverage in Chile. so we actively did a a, uh, a recycling of our capital in Chile with keeping our we keeping our uh, own uh, ownership of these assets and having a cost of capital around 4%. So I think that we have been opportunistic in this way. Uh, like I said, very mindful that equity is the most expensive. But once you've sold your pro- your project, your asset, they're not yours anymore. <laughs> and and I think that uh, for us, uh, building on, on size and diversification is also an, an important uh, feature, uh, not to be paramount. Uh, but it's an important uh, feature to have a good diversification in our portfolio, both in region and technology. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Thank you. Your next question comes from Naji Aydoun with IA Capital. Please go ahead.
8: Hi, good morning. I just wanted to start morning. off
1: with, the, uh, with Chile. I think you have a,
8: a hydro... Uh, Project or several projects that have moved to the advanced stages of development. Just wondering if you could talk about uh, that and how it impacts your uh, sort of portfolio approach or go to market strategy in Chile.
4: Yeah. Frontera has been there for for a bit of time when we did uh, the acquisition of uh, first uh, AIMA a- a- Frontera was there. Frontera has all their permits, uh, has also an interconnection uh, reserve. What we we said to the uh, to the market is that we want to have a a a good PPA for for that asset. Uh, so it's uh, it, it, it's good. We own it. We have a lot of land. If you remember, Frontera is a run of the river, but we're creating some kind of a lake. Uh, and there's uh, a ton of uh, of real estate that we had acquired. So there's also a real estate play in uh, in in Frontera. Don't want to complicate the the answer at all, but um timing is important for, for us. We have another small uh, three megawatt call uh kakura. Uh, 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 this is only an addition on the existing uh outflow dam on Dukeco facilities, so that that's a very just a small talk in uh profitable one, but not a big big project. But the one that we are uh, uh, now uh put in uh mid stage uh in our prospective is a project called San Carlos. San Carlos is a 150 megawatt. Uh, it's a run of river facility, but this one will have ability to have four to five hours of storage, uh, more cost effective, uh, cost to build lower than, than Frontera, and it's upstream from Frontera. So what we like is probably in sequences is to develop San Carlos, and then take advantage of the um, uh, uh, storage uh, capability of San Carlos to make it benefit, beneficial for, for uh, Frontera. Um, but we have been happy in the development that we have done in, in Chile. There's not that many hydro facility or projects uh, to be developed in, in terms of being commercially viable in Chile. Those two are, and, and we're happy to have them. We'll be prudent before starting construction there, we want to make sure that we have the long-term PPA secure to support this uh, decision uh, of investment.
8: Okay, uh, that's very good detail, thank you. Uh, Just on on Palomino, I think the project's been delayed, pushed back a number of quarters now, maybe into 2024. Just wondering if you can talk about, uh, um, you know, milestones that PPA is being negotiated, you know, what if you have to go back to market and find uh, another off taker? I'm just trying to get a sense of the timeline for Palomino.
4: Well, usually PPA were very complicated <laughs> two, three years ago. Now in Ohio for that product, this is not our concern. We 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 have plenty of uh, of initial uh, discussion and 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 we're very comfortable with. Uh, with the the PP offtaker taker in Palomino, Palomino, the, the process in Ohio is is fairly long, um, and one thing was uh, was a concern also is that uh, a lot of projects were submitted uh, in the queue uh, for interconnection in the last uh, few years, and that has kind of uh, over uh, overwhelmed uh, the uh, the utility uh, up there, and uh, they are thinking of uh, looking now instead of adding one project, they want to take it as a, a bundle and that would have complicated uh, the the timing for interconnection in Palomino we were successful in having uh, Palomino being uh, 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 how do we say uh, grandfather. a grandfather uh, for the the solar interconnection so uh, we're happy to see this uh, we're, we're getting finalizing uh, the interconnection and it just the it takes a little bit more time in terms of public uh, hearing and in, in, in development uh, and permitting uh, activities, but we're maintaining uh, yeah 2024 for Palomino. Uh, like I said, PPA is not an issue anymore. We 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 have a strong demand for that product uh, for that timing uh, in, uh, in in Ohio. Okay.
8: Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Just uh, one last question more on uh, I guess at the portfolio levels you've kind of shifted the, the, the allocations now with the AL acquisition. Just wondering, what are your thoughts going forward on um, maybe M&A in uh, either uh, in, in France or in, uh, in the U.S. to maybe try to rebalance um, some of the portfolio? Um, and if uh, what's the focus today? It's still kind of a cash on cash, uh, lower the payout, or are you looking more to potentially enter new markets or,
4: or expand more into solar? What, what's the, uh, the, the priority list? The priority? Well, we, we priority is making sure that whenever we're making an acquisition, uh, we are trying to, to, to strike the two strategies: diversification uh, and, and also uh, accretion. Um, to your point, you're, you're you're implying that Chile is over over size for our portfolio. It's 15%. France is around 9%. France acquisition, as you might see, valuation are very very high. So we're not necessarily ready to deploy the MA in France. The cost of equity is really low in France. Uh, we, we have the ability to develop our own project and create value there. Perhaps uh, acquisition of early stage project and help uh, smaller uh, developer to uh, bring their project to, uh, to 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 further development. This is a possibility in France. We've, we've had the opportunity to secure two. Early stage project for 40, uh, or around 40 megawatts uh, last year. We, we, we didn't make a, a, star, a big story of this because it's really early stage, but this type of acquisition in France we can do. Um, and, and as you've seen, we, we've been active in uh, last year in four or five uh, processes in the States. We've been successful with Curtis Palmer. We're expecting to see some activities also in MA in the United States. It's very competitive in the states, of course, but um, we uh, we think that uh, when we can find the right uh, the right product at the right time, we'll uh, we'll be able to be successful in 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 uh, in United States. Um, there's not that many activities for selling assets in Canada. We've seen a few processes being announced. But um, you know, I think that uh, in the states, you've seen the development uh, profile that we have, uh, if we can bring four or five hundred megawatt of uh, of new project uh, every year or, or so in the United States, I think that this is a is a great way for us to diversify through um, uh, through our own uh, pipeline of development. Uh, but but I'm happy with, with Chile uh, the the 15% uh, to like I said uh, up to 20% we, we think that, that can be. A target that could be, uh, you know, good in, in our diversification. Love to be able to develop faster in France, but France is long process, smaller project, but they're profitable. Again, very happy to uh, to see that uh, we have our first uh, uh, material contract being uh, being signed in, in France. Uh, twenty nine point well, thirty megawatt, twenty years contract. Very happy to, to have that now in, in France. Thanks uh, for these details. That's all for me. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Miss Vachon, there are no further questions at this time.
4: Thank you very much, everybody.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you may now disconnect your lines.
5: You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte.